0: From the first whistle blow till the game is on the line, this is Stoppage Time. I'm Greg. And I'm Tyler. And we are at the end of the group stages, going into the round of 16, and there is so much high-flying football action for you guys out there. Tyler, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. uh, A lot of interesting things happened this week, a lot of... uh lot to talk about,
0: lot to analyze, lot to enjoy. So much to enjoy, guys. We have a fire show for you this week. So much went down. Real Madrid fans feel sour. That was a horrible loss. But we'll get into those group stages in our kickoff section where Tyler's going to break it down for you day by day. Tyler, take us through day nine and day number 10.
1: I'm blowing the whistle. It's kickoff time. Uh, so for day nine... Uh, Shakhtar defeated Real Madrid 2 0, as Greg alluded to. It's one of those things, uh, you, you know, in sports, there's just some teams you just can't beat. Real just can't seem to beat Shakhtar. Salzburg defeated Lokomotiv 3 1. Inter Milan, keeping their group of 16 hopes alive, defeating Munch and Gladbach 3 2. Marseille's on the board defeating Olympiacos 2-1. Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich tie 1-1. Liverpool defeats Ajax 1-0. Atalanta ties Midland 1-1. And Porto and Man City don't try with a 0-0 tie. Greg, what what were some some things that you could take from this day?
0: So I am going to start off with takeaway number one, Real in trouble there's a lot to talk about when it comes to real madrid not performing up to standard not to what we what we expect from the boys in white you know just seeing that they now i did some analysis from last year over this year real madrid basically had the same record up until now they should have been on the 2 to 1 which is two two wins to one draw in order to pull out of this group stage but it seems as though they are in more trouble than we all expected with seven points in the, in the league so far in the, next, in the, in the group stages. And the next game that they have to play is against Mönchengladbach, which, who seems to be the most dominant team with two wins, two draws, and one loss. Real Madrid looking at real trouble in this group stage. And maybe the first time in over 20 years that they have not made it to the round of 16. Next up, we have... Atalanta and Ajax control for their fate. Now Atalanta is playing some fantastic ball, but Ajax is catching up, keeping on their tails. As we know, Liverpool is already through. They have four wins with one draw in group D. Atalanta is fighting for it. Ajax is fighting for it. And we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tight finish with that one in group D, guys. And now, last but not least, Atletico throws it away i was so disappointed in this result i was actually hoping that someone would take down the german giants and it seemed as though atletico had the the upper hand on them this time but just was not able to hold the defense down up until the last minute jao felix obviously playing a fantastic game in that one but the german giants do come back and to score the equalizer and put them back in their place, Atletico is looking at a hard road ahead. They do have to win their next game in order to pull through, while Salzburg could take it from them, and they will end up in the Europa League. Now, for match day number 10, Tyler, let us know what's going on, match day 10.
1: We'll lead off with uh, one of the better games that I saw this uh, this week. Leipzig defeated Bashak Sheer. 4 to 3. Follow that up with Krasnodar defeating Rain 1 0. PSG once again coming through, proving Greg and I a little bit wrong, defeating Man U 3 to 1. Lotto and Pac there. Dortmund ties with Lazio 1 two, 1. Greg's Barcelona helped by a goal from Greasy winning 3 0. Juventus wins 3 0 over Dynamo Kiev. Brugge keeps their hopes alive, winning 3-0 against Zenit, and Chelsea crushes Sevilla 4 to nothing. Greg, again, lot to unpack here. Something that we will do when we get into our uh our halftime where we dive real deep into these groups. What are some what are some notables you see?
0: All right, so we have notables for day number 10. The group H is a beautiful, confusing. Mess of a group. Let me tell you guys something. This has been, if not, you know, it has been completely entertaining. First of all, we've had Manchester United who have proven that they can win games, but have lost two major games. And I honestly thought that they were going to come through with this win over PSG again as they were at home at Old Trafford. But we do know that because of COVID-19 restrictions, there is no – fans, I want to let you know that you are massively important. This game could have been completely different if the stands were packed with 80,000 fans screaming and yelling their lungs out, but just happened to swing the other way. And we'll get more into the gameplay of PSG, but it was a well-played game either way. But disappointing for Manchester United, not really showing much there. But Group H has nine, well, three, uh, sorry, not nine, three clubs with nine points each with one game left to play. So it's really anyone's game. Next notable we have is Cavechi, brilliant hat-trick, is shown up by Giroud with the quadruple. Giroud giving that beaver trick going over in Chelsea, Giroud playing a fantastic game over Sevilla. What happened to the defense in that game? I really wonder. But Chelsea really pulling through, even though they have their own injury issues and whatnot, Giroud is pulling out. The Frenchman is doing his thing. And it's, it's no surprise, honestly, when you see the, the level of game that they're playing at. Uh, seems like Lampard has a good hold on that team and is showing up in that setting. So Chelsea, congratulations. Seems like you guys are going through in the group stages and ending up in the round of 16. Third of all, Holland is he that important? Well, yes, he is. Even though Borussia Dortmund came out with a draw on this one against Lazio Moble scoring the equalizer there for, um, for that game, this still seems as though uh, Borussia Dortmund will have the final say in Group F being triumphant over Lazio and, and having their own way. I, I believe that this will be, it's nothing to worry about. I I do know Holland is a beast. We we spoke about the Viking last week, and how Thor is is completely and utterly a demolition derby by himself. But it's not to it is it was a testament to say that Dortmund has their own talent. They have a lot of skill on that team, but Holland is just the icing on the cake. He makes it sweeter. He makes the victories better. And this was one that they could have come away with a victory. But needless to say, when you don't have a God on your side, things are equaled out a little bit more. And that's <laughs> what they got with the 1-1 draw. So that was the notables for day 10. Tyler, let's run through the group stages. So as,
1: as Greg alluded to, I don't, I don't know if we've actually brought this up uh, in any of our uh, previous podcasts. Because if we haven't, shame on us. The third place team in each group will get transferred over to the Europa. With that in mind, let's dive into these groups. Start off with group A. Bayern Munich leads with 13, followed by Atlético Madrid with 6, Salzburg with 4, and Lokomotiv Moscow with 3. So, Bayern already through. They have nothing to worry about. Even though they're playing Locomotive Moscow, who statistically cannot move on. Mm-hmm. Mos- Locomotive will finish fourth in this group. that, well, actually, they could finish third, but it's very likely that even if Bayern Munich plays their B team, Locomotive Moscow doesn't really stand a chance. Yeah. So let, let's look at second place. Atletico Madrid is playing Salzburg. It's a must-win for Mm -hmm. both teams. Mm -hmm. Atletico could tie and still move on, but Salzburg has to win or else there's a good chance they're going to end up in the Europa. As as much as Bayern has kind of dominated this group, I've kind of enjoyed this group. I I think that the, the teams, it's provided some great games Salzburg has been a wild card in every game that they've played in, which is something they, they've proven that they can play and uh, maybe deserve that chance to move on. But as Greg said, Atletico blew it this week. They were up on uh, Bayern Munich very, very late in that game and uh, only came away with the one point, which is why they're in this situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Should have been in a much better at a much better standing in this one. That would have given them eight points, and um, Bayern Munich would have been at ten. Salzburg doing their thing and 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 coming away with a bit with the win. Group A, as much as we were calling it last week, it, it's it's really a fight for second, and the the team the game of the week will obviously be that Atletico Madrid team. I need to see a little bit more urgency from them honestly. If they do not if they're not able to pull together cuz they have a lot of talent on that team. It's not to say that they're that they're a weak team that may not see any sort of action moving forward. They they so first thing I want I don't want to take away from them. They went up against the German Giants. That's fantastic. They went up against the German Giants and did not come away with the win in which they honestly deserved. Jao Felix was fantastic in that game um and having the support of Kake and and Saul in the middle it just seemed like they played 5 uh, 352 on that game and it seemed to have worked well against the German Giants as they also have not played with the the maximum striking force that they're used to. It's disappointing to see them throw that away. I don't know what the mentality was. I honestly believe that they did try their best. Bayern Munich was just able to to pull one back with Müller late in the game. And now we have this fight for second place. So, Tyler, let me throw it out to you and the fans out there that are listening to the podcast. Who do you think, who are you hedging on moving forward into the group stage between Atletico and Salzburg? You, you know, you, you brought up a really good
1: point about Atletico and their talent. Just thinking about who they have on that roster. You, even they have some players that can come off the bench and, and, can, and can play. That being said, I'm going upset here. I, I, I think Salzburg takes them down. And I mm. think Salzburg becomes a surprising team to make it through.
0: I'm actually in agreement with you on that one. I think that Salzburg is has been playing excellent football throughout the throughout their time in the Champions League and has been doing phenomenally. Now just just to bring up a little bit of reporting, Atletico is is second in the La Liga. So it's not to say they probably I would I would think that probably halftime in this Salzburg game, they're going to make a decision. They're going to make a decision whether going for the La Liga title is more important than going for the Champions League. They could lose it all, depending on how Real Madrid and Barcelona play. If you know anything about Spanish football, it has always been a two-horse race between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Atletico has had their fair share of championships within that league as well. But as, like I said, I've continued to say on this on this podcast before, we cannot look at the Champions League in a vacuum. These teams do have their domestic leagues and domestic cups to think about as well. Atletico right now has, had, has won the last five games in the La Liga. So it may be a decision that they want to go for the title and chase after Real Sociedad in the La Liga. So it really it, it, the nuance of who could win in this group is really going to depend on what's going on at home. So I do, I do believe that, like, like I said, I do believe that Salzburg, Salzburg and Atletico do have amazing talent. Atletico obviously has the talent to win, and they have proven in the domestic league that they can win. But it really comes down to who wants it more in this group. Tyler, take us to Group B. Tell, tell <sighs> us what's going on in Group B. I,
1: I think this is going to be one of the groups that we spend a lot of time on. So Group B, if you don't remember, Munch and Gladbach. Leads with eight, Shakhtar and Real Madrid are tied with seven, and Enter Milan has five. A lot can happen in this group. Manchin Gladbach is playing Real Madrid, and Shakhtar is playing Enter. If Shakhtar and Real win, well, actually, they'll both go through. Mönchengladbach Gladbach will fall back. Well, actually, unless, uh, no, yeah. I was saying the right thing. Shakhtar and Real Madrid win. They go through. Where it gets interesting is if Shakhtar and Real... Actually, wow. I was to say if, it would be interesting if they both lose, but Inter would then move on. Mm-hmm. Man, this group, this group is crazy. That's interesting. Um, if both games end in ties, Mönchengladbach will go through, and Shakhtar... Will go through, thanks to their two wins over Real Madrid, and it, you you can even just see in in me talking about it. I I, and I even knew it, and even as I was saying it, I was like, oh no, this is actually what this is. I think Greg, <laughs> you guys can't see it on the podcast, but Greg could see it on my face as I was as I was saying it. These both these games both matter, and you're either going to see Manchin Gladbach, who I feel blew it. They could already be through if they had uh, won their game against Inter, who wasn't even a factor in this race until that game. Mm-hmm. They now suddenly emerge as potentially favorites to get through if they beat Shakhtar, mm-hmm. and the there's just so much that can happen in the ninety minutes of these games, and it's it's beautiful, it's intense, it's it's what you expect out of a competition like this i wish every group could be like this i wish that every group like we like this and the group that we're going to talk about after this is going to be like well both these teams are through so who cares <laughs> let's move on i i, I want to talk about every single one of these teams in every single one of these groups and the this is exciting. This, this is this is why we watch. This is what we love about the game. This is this brings me back to the tournaments that I used to play, in when I was younger, and you know, you uh, and this is when we played multiple games in a day, uh, yeah. in some of these tournaments, and you'd just be exhausted afterwards, but you were playing to keep to play another game and <laughs> and keep fighting, and it's that that's what this is. All of these teams should be hungry, all of them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this is really an interesting group. This is really an interesting group. So Mons and Gladback had the opportunity. Now, let me, let me remind you guys, if you weren't aware, this was Inta's first win in the group stage. Their very first win has actually guaranteed, not guaranteed, but has, has, has offered them an opportunity to do more with what they have. Mind you, they had two draws and two losses, Prior to this one game against Mönchengladbach, which which gave them their first win. Gives them an opportunity to come into the second place spot if if Real Madrid loses. As a matter of fact, let me rephrase that a little bit. It gives them an opportunity to do something. It's either going to be Europa if Real Madrid loses or if Shakhtar loses. right? And if Mönchengladbach needs to win this next game shaktar needs everyone in this group needs to win their next game <laughs> in order for something to happen right i'm, I'm just
1: laughing because greg's having the same thing he's trying oh, the, to run the numbers in his head and the same thing's happening to him where he's like no well this is <laughs> well, this no well what about this what about that oh no about
0: this and that's that's the beautiful thing about having a group like this in order to 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 kind of like you're you're anticipating what the end result is going to be so i Sorry, I promise you guys that next week is going to be fantastic football where multiple games are going to be highlight games for us to watch and to learn and to understand as to what is going to happen. It is it is the season finale in in the first it's a season finale to a series that you're watching and you're anticipating something big but no one really knows what's going to happen. So if you've ever so let me explain this to you guys. It's as though you're watching Game of Thrones in the earlier seasons, where you 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 think you know where things are gonna go, and then someone and then a main character suddenly dies off. How do you feel in that moment? This is what Group B looks like at the moment.
1: And that main character could be Real Madrid. Real Absolutely. Madrid, if they lose and Shaktar loses, Shakhtar is going to the Europa, and Real's tournament life is over and they're just back to La Liga.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that would just blow my mind.
0: Now there, there are a lot of things again. Now I, I follow La Liga pretty, pretty strictly as my team is Barcelona in the La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid is, is number four in the standings. So it's the lowest I've seen them in a very long time, especially coming into, you know, when it, when it comes to the, the top two teams, like I said, it's a two horse race. So when it comes to them actually procuring a spot for supremacy to stay on top, it looks as though they would need to fight a lot more. A lot of decisions need to be played. A lot of decisions need to be had when it comes to what is more important because they could exhaust their players. Now they've won their last two games in the Liga. They could exhaust their players and play Champions League ball or they could fully come away from that and play in the champions league and have an opportunity at this title. But right now things are looking slim to none when it comes to them in this group during their gameplay. Now, let me tell you guys something. I have, I loathe the club just because of who my team is. However, I do love football. And I do understand that there is a certain hierarchy that needs to be maintained. So needless to say, I am very disappointed in the way in which Real Madrid has been playing so far and should be playing a lot better, have had dominance throughout their games. Now, the pattern that I've seen in both of La Liga and in the Champions League is that Real Madrid are not executing on their finishing. Their build-up play is fantastic. Their passing is, is somewhat phenomenal. The issue is... The finishing. Asensio not putting the balls away. You, you have uh, Modric who's not putting the balls away. You have uh, uh, Vinny Jr. not putting the balls away. I'm not seeing that, that aggressiveness from them to actually commit to scoring the goals. They are playing well outside of actually putting the balls in the back of the net. And that's where they need to capitalize on. That's what I think Zizu needs to focus on in, ter- in terms of their training. And if you're not going to go for the Champions League, humbly bow out and continue to fight for your supremacy in La Liga. You you pose the question, are
1: are they gonna focus on La Liga? Are you gonna focus on the Champion like are you gonna where where are you gonna put your energy towards? And I think if you're a Real Madrid
0: fan, you would expect both. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the way in which they're playing right now and the so there needs to be some level of understanding when it comes to the nuance of the game as well. As a, as a manager, what do you do? Do you go hard at both? You could go hard at both, but, but seeing that this is a, a shortened schedule and things are a little bit uh, due, due to COVID, things are a little bit more, it's uncharted territory. They're fourth in the league. They're used to being one or two right? And even when they're number two, it's unacceptable. So I could imagine for the fans over... I know for me, I know that for me, Barcelona's in seventh place, and they lost their last game. That is something that I'm concerned about. Have they thrown away the chance, and then we don't... We're not sure if Messi's going to stick around after this next transfer window. There's a lot in order for for, for fans of the respected clubs to think about when it comes to uh, to their standing, and yes, Real Madrid is at a high level in our our a club that their that their fans demand more from them. But I I believe that in this situation, especially where they sit in the La Liga standings and where they sit in the group stages, they need to pick one or the other moving forward, or else they could possibly end up with none. The good part is is that I if if I were If I was Zizu in this situation, I would probably focus more on the Champions League. Get through the group stages. After the transfer window is done, then we get back to games in the Champions League. So focus on the group stages. You still have 38 games to play in your domestic league. Get through the group stages here in the Champions League. Throw everything out. Nothing is off limits Get into the to the round of 16, and after the transfer window, and you kind of figure things out, then you can focus on your on your two game um, matchups going forward. But right now, it it looks a little bit dismal for from Real Madrid, and and despite my personal feelings towards the the club, it would be a little bit of a letdown not seeing them in the round of 16 going forward. If they get into Europa, they better win that cup. They got to come home with some sort of silverware. That's how the the, the the champions of Europe react, as I'm sure as you Real Madrid fans would react as well if you were thinking about your club going to a Europa League or moving forward in the Champions League. They need to come away with some silverware. No silverware means disappointment for either one of those Spanish clubs.
1: So my prediction for this group, I think Mönchengladbach makes it. Absolutely. And I think Inter makes it.
0: Wow. That's bold, Tyler. That's bold. I I
1: think Real Madrid goes home with no Champions League
0: and no Europa. Wow. Well, my prediction is going to be a little bit different. I think that Real Madrid comes up second. They do have a tough game coming up, but they are at home. We will see how it goes down. I do think that they will come away with the win. That is my honest belief. They're going to come up with the win. Group B is going to be Mönchengladbach, Real Madrid, one and two.
1: Can Mönchengladbach still make it if they lose to Real?
0: If Mönchengladbach loses to Real, they do have the goal difference. Shakhtar just needs to lose. Okay. Man, they, they would have the goal difference over into Milan, which that's what we need to keep our eyes on when it comes to to um, to that there there is a possibility for for Mönchengladbach to move forward Inter needs to Inter needs to score a heck of a lot of goals so we have Inter Milan's got a minus 2 while Mönchengladbach has plus 9 Mönchengladbach will more than likely go through Real Madrid has a zero on the plus minus when it comes to goal difference I believe that that Real Madrid will go through if they beat Mönchengladbach there on 10 points they will have the top spot um Mönchengladbach Needs to just hope that Inter Milan wins and Shakhtar loses. If Shakhtar wins, then Manchester is out. So it's it's clearly a toss-up. I don't. I do believe that that Inter has a fire lit under them moving forward. It's gonna be fun to find out how that plays out. Group C.
1: Group here's easy, C. Here's an easy one.
0: Man it's City th-
1: is the group with thirteen. They're in. in. Porto in second with 10, they're in. It's done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who who does Porto play next? Uh, Porto. Plays Olympiacos. Yeah. Olympiacos has one win in the group stages so far. Porto is obviously playing more dominant ball. They've only had one loss, one draw, three wins. Manchester City needs to focus on the domestic league, and they are in front. I don't see a situation where they're going to put out any more effort than they have to. That was evident with what we saw uh, against Porto this week. Not taking anything away from Porto, but uh, Manchester City is number 11 in the Premier League and need to focus on their domestic. So, but doesn't mean that they're not going to be in. Uh, Manchester City and Porto both have really easy games Marseille also with the one win four losses and that's who Manchester City is going up next I do think that Pep is probably going to play his B team you're going to see a lot of Phil Foden you're going to see a lot of B team players coming out not saying that Phil Foden is a B team player but he is um he's not your starter Uh, let me just put it that way (laughs) and um so Manchester City is going to come forward with uh with an going, they're going to play more defensive and they have their next matchup domestically is going to be Fulham where we would expect them to play harder there, which will be played tomorrow, if you're listening to the podcast now, it would have been on Saturday. So, easy group stage, group C is going to be, it's non-discussable. Tyler, bring us to group D, sir. So, group D, Liverpool
1: leads the group with 12 they are through they actually e. cannot lose this group no they they will finish first in this group
0: they Adal- could lose Adal- the next game
1: yeah and they would still finish first at mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta in second with eight IAX in third with seven and Midtland bringing up the rear with one game of the weekend I would say is actually at of well they're group B are both all of those are games of the weekend yeah. but another intriguing game is Atlanta versus Ajax the winner moves on doesn't yeah. if if it's a tie Atlanta moves on if Atlanta wins they move on if Ajax wins they move on both mm-hmm. those teams are hungry both those teams are talented i actually wouldn't want to be one of the group winners who has to come up against them in the next stage either one of yeah. them Yep. And that I, I know that's a short analysis of this group, but that that's what it is. These are both two really good clubs that are controlling their future in the tournament in this, and the other one gets to go to the Europa where they're probably gonna play well.
0: No, Atalanta has a lot of promise uh within their organization. Um being in the Italian league, uh in the Serie A. They have proven themselves here in the Champions League, uh, coming up with some fantastic performances. Ajax, compared to last year, is a little bit of a letdown with the two losses. Um, they have a one-plus goal difference uh, in this group. But uh, there's not much to say. This, need, this is a must-win game for Ajax and a must-draw game for Atalanta. There, there, there needs to be no loser Well, for Atalanta, they cannot lose. For Ajax, they cannot draw or lose. It is is classic football magic when it comes to Group D. And uh, I think that for me, I'll throw my prediction out there right now. Atalanta seems to have the easier matchup. Both Well, they they go up against uh, Unanese in the Serie A this weekend. And we'll see how that plays out. Depending on that game, guys, depending on who they play, and that's going to be 6 a.m. Pacific time, depending on who, how that game plays out, that IX game is going to be something to behold. I, I, I would not put it against them. I think that Ajax goes up against um, their number one um, in their domestic league, playing against number five team, um, with 10 games played. I think that Ajax has the advantage on this game, um, just seeing with the amount of rest time that they have going into the next game. And home um, field. And home field advantage. So you, it's, it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be – now they do play the Wednesday game. Um, Atalanta plays Sunday against Udinese, while, while um, Ajax plays tomorrow which is Saturday um, against a team that I'm not really sure about because I'm not, I'm not clear on, on this. Uh, I'm not very versed on this domestic uh, league. I would just leave it at that. I don't want to embarrass myself or the league. I don't want to disrespect anyone <laughs> uh, when it comes to, to their domestic league. <laughs> I would say, though, that Atalanta seems to have um, a little bit of an issue moving into this next cup game. So, a lot to think about. A lot to think about with this one. I do feel bad for Atalanta going up against Udinese. Udinese is usually a good, good team. They are 13th in the Serie A. They could possibly rest their players. They are currently sitting in 8th place. Did lose their last game. It'll be interesting to see how they go up against Udinese in the Serie A and how they move forward in this group. Tyler, easy group for you, group E. Spit it out. Let's move on. Chelsea leads with 13.
1: Sevilla follows with 10. They're both through as Krasnodar has four and Rain has
0: one. Not much to talk about here. I do, I do have to send my congratulations out to Chelsea for playing a fantastic game. They don't have a loss on the Champions League season yet, which is fantastic. I'm proud of the leadership of Frank Lampard. And doing doing a lot of great things. Sevilla being the Spanish team that they are, fantastic games from them as well. This group is put a fork in it, Tyler. It's done. <laughs>
1: well, let's 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 go to Group F, which Dortmund leads with ten points. And this this is very interesting because I'm going to say the the standings, and you're going to wonder how Dortmund's already through. We'll explain <laughs> it to you. So Dortmund leads with ten. Lazio follows with nine. Brugge is in third with seven. And Zenit brings up the rear with one. Now, this is how Dortmund's already through. They're playing Zenit. Lazio and Brugge are playing each other. Only one of those teams can go above Dortmund if Dortmund draws or loses somehow to Zenit. So Dortmund, by virtue of scheduling, Is already through the game of the weekend in this group is Lazio and Brugge if Brugge wins they tie with Dortmund with 10 points I'm gonna go ahead and give Dortmund three points on this I think they're gonna beat Zenit I don't think they're gonna play Holland uh, in this one either Um, keep him well rested for the uh, the the group of 16 round so I think Dortmund's going to win the group with 13. Lazio or Brugge couldn't pass them. So the winner of that game will move on. And it's a must win for Brugge. Lazio could tie and still go through. Mm -hmm. So if Brugge wins, they're through. Lazio to Europa. Any other
0: uh, outcome, Lazio is through. Now... The only scenario, the only scenario that Bruce Dortmund does not go through, is if Club Brugge as a matter of fact, it's still through because Lazio yep. will have nine. But yeah. if, if Club Brugge beats Lazio by seven goals, <laughs> that's the only way that <laughs> that's the only way that Club Brugge would get the, the top spot, and Borussia So Borussia Dortmund is in. No matter what, they're in. If Lazio wins, they, they top the group. If Brisha Dortmund loses, they come second. It's, it's a win-win situation for Borussia, and I do think that they will probably play a little bit more cautious. You know I like to run into our domestic leagues as well. Borussia plays tomorrow in the Bundesliga um, against... Uh, Frankfurt, who's in uh, ninth place and who's lost their last game, it is no. There's no doubt that they're gonna probably focus on that just a little bit more, seeing that they are fourth in the Bundesliga, behind uh, Leverkusen and Leipzig. So they may want to start putting the afterburners there. There, there's a four play. There's a four point difference between. Um, the first place Bayern Munich and them, they could easily close that within one or two games. There might be a little bit more focus on the Bundesliga versus the Champions League as they're already in. Like we did the math before, Berkshire Dortmund only has one loss, one draw in this, in this group, has three wins. It's more of a fight. Again, you're seeing a lot of this with the group stages. The, the, the fight is really for number two who is going to win the second place spot. And based on the draw, um, if Borussia Dortmund comes out second, they're going to play Chelsea in the next stage. If they come out first, they're going to play Sevilla in the next stage. I do think that they stand a better chance against Sevilla. So I do think that they're going to play a little bit harder to maintain that top spot. Not to say, I don't like to disrespect any team. If you're in the Champions League, you deserve to be here but Zenit is not within the same league as the other three teams within this group, especially against not against Brescia We'll see Brescia Dortmund go through. It just depends on who comes up first in the group. Can't wait to watch that game, though. It's going to be a great one.
1: Moving on. It's going on
0: to be amazing. To Group G. Run it we're, through it. We're we're, we're going to... Run it through it.
1: I'll do a, a brief golf clap for your Quicker than
0: fast. No, 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 don't do a golf clap. Don't do a golf clap. You got to do a big clap. Let me tell you something. They're the only club that does not have a draw or a loss. They have won all five games of, in this group stage. Now, I'm not going to put that as, as this, oh, we won all five games. We're eighth in the league in, in the La Liga, right? Sorry, seventh in the league in La Liga. And we do not have um, – last year, we got beat 8-2 after having a 6-0 to zero winning streak in the group stages. Group stages don't mean nothing for us. We need to start winning at the, at the other end, in the round of 16, where it really matters. And it's going to be interesting because the next – the group that we're, we're probably going to be seeded with is going to be either PSG – or Manchester United so Or Leipzig It depends We'll see how that goes We'll, we'll get into that group in a bit we, we will get into that group But Tyler continue I just wanted to rant on my team And, and tell them congratulations Even though Messi might leave us Within the new transfer window uh,
1: Believe it or not I actually was going to bring up your uh, five wins Being the only team that didn't have a loss or a draw Yeah, Barcelona leads the group with 15, Juventus follows with 12, Kiev, Dynamo Kiev, and Frank Veros both have one. Barcelona and Juventus through. Let's get to our favorite group.
0: <laughs> group H. Oh my gosh. Uh, so let's talk as, about
1: them. As, as as Greg said in his little mini rant about Barcelona. Group H. Man United, PSG, and Leipzig. All tied with nine points at the top of the group. Mm -hmm. Istanbul, Shir can only finish in fourth. They will not be moving on to any more stages of the Champions League or to the Europa. Now, for this group, PSG plays Istanbul, Shir, and Leipzig plays Man United. I can't find the right words for this group. We we described it as a beautiful mess. Watching Man United play against PSG was equal parts frustrating and informative. I actually texted Greg this past weekend cuz I watched Man United come back from two nothing down away against a very good Southampton team in the Premier League to win 3-2. And I thought I saw a lot finally click for that group, who now I sit, believe sits seventh in the, the Premier League, I, I believe is the uh, their correct standing now. Somehow they have clawed their way back into the Premier League. And for about 70 minutes of their game against PSG, you saw that team. There, there were a couple shots. Uh, Anthony Martial had a couple that he probably could have put in. Cavani had a beautiful word lob, where he tried to lob it over Kalen Navas, and the bar stopped it from going in. Those all could have changed the tempo and course of where this game ended up. But you saw PSG overcome, and against a 10-man, Man Man United, uh, scored a couple goals late to put this one away. Uh, we can talk about the uh, legitis- legitimacy of that red card, which went to Fred for his second infraction of the game. If you didn't watch the game, uh, he already on one yellow card, Fred uh, slid in on a 50-50 ball, got ball, got there first. The PSG player took a tumble. Second yellow came out, resulting in a red, and put Man U down. So, and, and, you know, Greg and I like to set each other up with topics. My, my, my question that I posed in our document that we, that we share, did PSG win the game or did Man U blow it? And uh, I'll let Greg speak his opinion on this before we really dive into the group, but I think it's a little bit of both.
0: So, so yeah, I, I think that there is a lot to take away from that game. I think that Manchester United... Now, from me watching, I have seen a, a, a multitude of opportunities that Manchester United could have capitalized on. I also saw a lot of frustration in terms of communication between the players. PSG was playing a better game, the, the probably the best game that I've seen them play all season long in the Champions League. I I don't really follow French football, but it is something that I'll need to to backtrack and kind of start to watch their progression throughout their their domestic league. But from within the Champions League, this has been the best game that they've played so far. Manchester United has been a seesaw team. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. Uh, For a while there, we were were discussing whether Oli would still have a job or not. Him being sacked seemed like it was a a definite possibility, if you want to believe in those oxymoron. Manchester in this game fought their hardest, to me. That's what I saw. The stats prove uh, what I'm saying in terms of it was an equal game um, in terms of the back and forth. PSG obviously had more shots by one shot, more shots on target. By one shot, their possession was 56 to 44. Their passing was on point. They had 88% passing. So I think that really what happened with Manchester United within this game is the the same. This the the lack of discipline when it came to maintaining the ball and retaining, getting the ball back and retaining the ball. There has been a lot of issues with them throughout the weeks. We have seen that happen. Not only here, but in the domestic cup, like you said, they had to uh, pull back against uh, a very good Southampton team this week. This weekend, they're going to play against West Ham United, who are fifth in the league. Uh, Manchester sitting down in ninth place, but they do have a game behind, which means that this game could possibly push them forward. Now, their domestic league have been discussing this internally for years now, saying that the domestic league for the Premier League has been highly competitive. Let me tell you how it's going in their domestic league. Tottenham runs the race with 21 points. Liverpool in second with 21 points, down on goal difference. Chelsea with 19 points. Leicester City with 18 points. West Ham with 17. Southampton with 17. Wolves with 17. Everton with 16. Manchester United with 16. The top 13 teams are a point difference away. Right, And Aston Villa, Manchester United, Manchester City all have, which is 9, 10, and 11, are all within a point, if not goal difference, settings away. So it's a tight race on that end. Manchester United being one of the original top four, then turned to top six. Now it seems to be top 16. The, the, the race in the Premier League is insane. There's no clear-cut winner at at this stage where in other leagues there is, there are clear cut winners and there are uh, teams that are seeming to pull ahead. There's no team here that's seeming to pull ahead. There's two, a game could be the difference between you being in first place or ninth place. It is that tight. So Manchester United has a lot to consider when it comes, when it goes forward. Now, if all the teams in this group actually draw the next game, which is highly unlikely, uh, Manchester will go forward in first place PSG will go forward in second Leipzig will go forward in third All with 10 points That's just based on, on goal difference Unless Leipzig scores 4 goals And PSG scores none uh, you know Then you start to get into, tech, into the technicalities This group has been The most Finished by a nose tip That I've ever seen In the Champions League in years In years And it all comes down to who is actually who actually has the easier game this weekend, Saturday or Sunday, depending on when they play. Bashakir is out. We know that for a fact. There's not going to be any form of competition in this if they win the next three points against Manchester United, which will hit Manchester United down for the second place. Um, they will only come up with six points. It doesn't give them any, any benefit here. Um, might be a better standing to go. But then again, they have nothing to lose in the Champions League, so they might go hard in this one. Manchester United has been a seesaw m- uh, matchup with every team that they played. But to get back to my question, to get back to the question, to Tyler's question, to me, I honestly believe that PSG won this game. It is the best that I've seen them play all season. Uh Cavani, uh, but then they're, they're, they're if you go back and you watch that game, you could see the lack of communication within the Manchester camp and, and the complete opposite when it comes to the PSG camp. Um, Mbappe and Neymar are just playing the best football of their lives and doing everything that they can in order for this PSG team to win Dominate and come through in this group stage. I think that is most important for them, and also important for their investors. I think that the investors at uh, PSG have been wanting, uh, and they got close, very close last year um, in the finals. But they they constantly come through with the win in the domestic cup. So I think that that is of less importance. I do see PSG winning their next game um, against Bashkir. I believe. And not uh, and uh, Real uh, sorry Real Madrid Manchester United is going to have a hard time uh, pulling through this this group stage if they do not pull it together. They have a hard game tomorrow against West Ham United, and then to come up and play against Leipzig. It is it this is all four of these games is going to be the deciding factor for the top three teams in this group, Group H has ultimately turned into the group of death, surprisingly for us. Well, it, it was kind of always predicted to be the group of death,
1: but it's a much different spin on that idea than I think that uh, people were really expecting. It, 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 as you said, it's it's been very seesaw and it, it'll be interesting to see how Man United, who has to go into Leipzig and play. It very easily could be PSG and Leipzig through in this. And Man United, who's kind of – I'm not going to say they had a stranglehold on the group, but they've been at the top the whole time, could see this lack of communication and kind of disorder within the the, the team kind of come through and end up hurting them in the final game of this group stage and end up getting sent to the Europa which given their kind of rise in the the Premier League I could see them not really concentrating on as mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to the Europa but I think that they they had their issues in the Premier League they have a lot to prove in that league they they're kind of the 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 kind of the stepchild of that group right now despite being one of the power teams so it's I I think that they're very focused on that.
0: And it's a a hard thing for them to really, you know, now they have the game tomorrow against West Ham. That's tomorrow, Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Then they play uh, Leipzig on Tuesday. So they have a little bit of a break. And then after that Tuesday game, they go up against Manchester City, which is a Derby game we all know that Derby games are, are more important to the fans than anything else. Uh, they, you know, they could lose a whole season. They just need to win the Derby games and they're going to be in Old Trafford. Then, you know, um, With fans,
1: England is opening up to small amounts of fans. So fans will go. be coming back to the
0: games. So, you, so you have that. And then, and then two games away, they go up against Everton away from home um, in the EFL cup quarterfinals. Manchester United has a tough billing going forward, and they're not in a place that they would that they would want to be in the Champions League. So there's a lot to think about, a lot to talk about around this. Um, they need to get some consistency. Consistency is the only thing that we're missing from this team, um, and consistency is what's going to have them progress both here and in the domestic league and in their domestic cups. It's It really just depends on how ambitious Ollie is. How is he gonna maintain his job? There's a lot of pressure on him in that. He's filling some really big shoes that that could not be filled by uh, former managers after Sir Alex Ferguson left. It's 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 tough and it's even tougher on Ali because he did play for the great Sir Alex Ferguson. So the expectation on him is a lot higher. There's a lot of nuance when it comes to Manchester playing their best ball and going up against Leipzig, not at home, is going to be a tough one for them to win. PSG is finally playing the ball that we expect them to play, and I do believe it is a communication and discipline issue. Van der Beek should start, in at least in the Champions League, if you want him to do something, if they want to do something. And I love the way in which they played um, Pogba, in this game, he looked natural. He had a beautiful volley in the game against PSG that could have easily gone in. Give him more minutes in order for him to do his thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Pogba, don't get me wrong, but the Frenchman has talent. And he needs to play in the same position that he was playing in this week versus where they play him a little bit more defensive. He needs to go forward a little bit more. He is an attacking player. And that needs that would be the, 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 the defining factor as to whether... Manchester United could make it into the round of 16 or not.
1: So looking at a, who, who, our, our prediction of who's going to make it out of this mess, Ugh. last time Man United played Leipzig, they won 5-0 in Old Trafford. Last time PSG played Shear, they won 2 nothing. That doesn't make it any easier to call. No. I, I honestly think Man, Man U blows this. I really think that they do, and I think p s g and leipzig both advance
0: that's that's an interesting analysis i do again Leipzig is a team that has a lot of talent, and for those who don't follow in those leagues like the bundesliga for for example, there might not be those who follow in the Bundesliga they do have a very talented team, a very talented lineup going forward. I do see leipzig playing excellent ball against Manchester United and if if Manchester United cannot get their team up to scratch it's going to be a tough game for them I do also see a strategic disadvantage whereas Leipzig is playing the 4-2-3-1 against um, their Manchester United counterpart uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough for Manu if they are not able to pull together um, in terms of their lineup, they play a, a 4-2-3-1 as well. Um, so really heavily supporting on Bruno Fernandez. I would put um, Marcus Rashford or Greenwood up front. Put Van der Beek in the mix. He needs to be in there. Um, we all know that Fred's not going to be there um, for the next game. I haven't seen much of Jesse Lingard for a while. It'll be good to see some of him. And uh, Matic would be a good addition to the team as well but play Pogba. Pogba needs to be part of your attacking force. I don't see a game without him being in the mix. If these adjustments are not made, there is less of a guarantee of them moving forward than what we saw displayed against PSG uh this past week.
1: Yeah, and I, I definitely think that uh as as useful as Cavani has been uh, he's better off the bench. He, mm-hmm. He's good at providing that spark. So starting him, I think, I, I wouldn't say mistake, but I would say is probably not in your best interest. Let him be the spark off the bench that he, I mean, everybody wants to start, but I, I feel like he's also happy coming off, off the bench to for that uh, last second. Uh, I keep saying spark, but it's the only word that I could think of.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Edison Cavani is one of the older players on the on the team. He's thirty three years old. I love Edison Cavani. Like he has been, uh, you know, the Uruguayan national has been one of the players that I have, um, I wouldn't say idolized. I, I have respected throughout this game and throughout his time when he played on PSG. I thought he was a difference maker. It's going to be interesting to see how his dynamic on this team is going to work moving forward. I don't think that he's your starter. I, I really don't believe with all the talent that he has, I do think that there's a little, uh, you know, don't get upset with me. Like I said before, there's great respect for and Cavani. I don't believe that he is of the same level that he was at, the same way that I don't believe that uh, Cristiano and Messi are the same level that they were at two, three years ago. They were in their prime. These guys are getting older. It's getting a little bit harder for them. Follow through. I would even say follow through on uh, players like Marcus Rashford um, and uh, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood is a very young forward, uh, 19 years of age, might not have the same experiences as Cavani does, but he's someone that you can have up there early, like you said, Tyler. Um, have him in there early with the support of, of Rashford, Pogba, and Bruno Fernandes in there. I would take Martial out. Uh, and you I have was the... just say
1: Mar- Martial does not work anymore with no. with Manu.
0: No, I, I would take Martial out and and have those three support the young player moving forward. And you might you will get some. You'll get a youthful front line. That will do a lot for you in terms of the pace of the ball I, that's that's my that's my hope for Manchester and then if it doesn't work, then you put in Cavani and and he comes in with fresh, experienced legs that could take the game the rest of the way. So if you're down one nothing two nothing in the first half, you bring on Edison Cavani and he is going to take you into that next level we've seen beautiful football from him he still has the ball control his pace and his conditioning might be a little bit off because of the age that's that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying. so tyler we got a big week next week let us know what's the rundown let's get into that five minute stoppage time day 11 tyler run us with the matchups
1: I feel like this doesn't have the magic uh, that it usually does because we've already talked about the games uh, that we're excited for, but you'll find out what day they fall on. So day 11, we have uh, Zenit versus Dortmund, Lazio versus Bruga, Barcelona versus Juventus. On paper, great game. Both teams are through. Mm. They're going to play their their subs. Uh, Chelsea versus Krasnodar, Leipzig versus Man U. Dynamo Kiev versus Frank Veros, PSG versus Burschenschaft and Rain versus Sevilla. My 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 games. Uh, we 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 already said them: are Lazio Brugge, uh, Leipzig, Man U and PSG Burschenschaft. I'm
0: I'm running in some numbers there for you, Tyler. So so you know so we have a you know a, a little a little bit of a wager going for it. <laughs> I put in some scores you guys can't see it because it's on the screen I put in some scores of what I believe uh, the next couple of games are gonna be Tyler's gonna drop his scores in on the left hand side mine's gonna be on the right hand side let me just highlight my scores real quick um, <laughs> so so Tyler can see I'm gonna be uh, let me not use the same let me not use the same color guys I'm using blue I'm gonna <laughs> give Tyler the red and we'll have we'll have a little uh, we'll see what goes down next week when it comes to these two groups. Well, when Tyler's done with his predictions, now these are very loose predictions, ladies and gentlemen, and we're not gonna—I'm not gonna let you guys know exactly what we have in store for you. But that's gonna be next week's surprise, so it's a little something to look forward to when it comes to it. And I know that you guys could easily say uh, you guys—you guys are just throwing up numbers. And, and we don't know what happened before, well, that's life. Tough. You gotta, <laughs> you're going to have to take, it, uh, take it our word for it. We're, we're trustworthy, guys. We will let you know. But Tyler, tell me, match day 12, the final day of the group stages, let me know who's playing who, and we'll, we'll, you're going to put in your numbers. I'll put in mine as well. So I have, uh, we have
1: Midland versus Liverpool. Ajax vs. Atalanta, Bayern Munich vs Lokomotive Moscow, Real Madrid vs Mönchengladbach, and Gladbach, Salzburg vs. Atletico, Man City vs. Marseille, Inter vs Shakhtar, and Olympiacos vs Porto.
0: Very interesting match day two. Obviously, the the games to watch. Ajax Atalanta is going to be something to behold. Real Madrid, Mönchengladbach Gladbach. Obviously, we have to watch that as well. Salzburg going up against Atletico Madrid. Uh, There's a lot of hopes and dreams for the Spanish club there if they are not able to pull through. Inter Milan versus Shakhtar will be the last game in which you guys need to take a look at when it comes to match day number 12. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your final whistle over here at the Stoppage Time Podcast. We do thank you so very much for joining us on these evenings or mornings whenever you listen to the show (laughs) we thank you for joining us on our program we do appreciate the love and support that you guys are showing to this and as the whistle blows we'll see you on the next episode of stoppage time